Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And then you got um, Ephesians 4 and what? I really need your prayers uh, right now for me. Amen. Seriously, I need you praying right now. Um, and God, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, and God has appointed these in the church. Well, when you look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to think about, everybody say government. Government, everybody say government. When you think about 1 Corinthians and what God has established in the church, I want you to think what? And when we go over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, I want you to think administration. Come on. Ephesians 4 and 11, think what? All right. When you look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, what? All right. But God has appointed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, all right, after these, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. Hmm. Let's go over to Ephesians. And he himself, and the he is Christ, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. What was different between 1 Corinthians? Let's see if y'all remember. Uh, evangelists and what? And what are the evangelists? What do the evangelists do to the church? They stock the church up with what? Because if there's no evangelist, then who, can't, who won't have a job? Y'all smart. And who sets um, the order for the rest of the fivefold? Well, y'all might be apostolic. Uh, who starts the church? Apostles and who? Oh, don't, don't leave out the prophets. The apostles need the prophets. And anybody that's scared of prophets, if an apostle is scared of a prophet, then he might be in sin. I'm serious. Do y'all not know that there are pastors that will not allow prophets to prophesy in the church? Why? Because they're afraid of prophets. Because prophets see things. Prophets speak the word of the Lord. Now, if you always prophesying good stuff, uh, you might, well, okay. Well, y'all can be seated. Because some of these prophets that I read in the Bible, in the Old Testament, these were some, they were, they were, you know, like, uh, 
my favorite one that y'all hate is Micaiah. Like he never prophesies anything good. He always prophesies uh, something bad. Uh, that's because you ain't doing right. Uh, how many know true prophets will 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 bring correction? They will they will tell you and they will uh, 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 get you to repent. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. True prophets, true prophets, true prophets, true prophets, true prophets should not always prophesy good. There there should be a balance up in there. I wish I had. A Wish I had. Touch the neighbor. Said we need balance in the church. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to. I want to go back to signs and wonders, uh, and then we're going to move forward. I, I'm really trying to save some stuff uh, for Sunday. Uh, let's go back to uh, the signs and wonders. Where did I stop? Do y'all remember what number? Because there are seven. Number four, what was number four? Signs and wonders touched the common man. What was the scripture? Y'all smart, all right. All right, uh, let's do number five. Signs and wonders follow a sent one. What was that? Let's look at Acts 7 and 36. I've been reading the book of Acts, and uh, I finished with it last week, and I'm, you know, I I felt kind of bad for for Apostle Paul. I'm like, man, he went through a lot for the gospel. He went through a lot to preach the gospel, and half of y'all can't take nothing. This man was shipwrecked for the gospel. This man was beaten for the gospel. He was stoned. Do y'all know what stoning means? Well, they actually threw rocks, stones at you until you died. Can you imagine folks throwing stones at you because you believe in Jesus Christ? There are actually people overseas being beheaded because of Christianity. Ask your neighbor, would you be willing to die for Jesus? No, 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 that's a serious question. I, I, I really want you, I know y'all dance and I know you, I know you, I, I, I know you shout and you, he kind of sign and all that kind of stuff, but would you be willing to die for the faith? Ask him and I want you to answer them. It, I don't. I don't hear nobody. It's quiet in here. I feel like I'm at a. I'm, I'm at a mortuary. Can you really say it? Could you really die for the faith? If somebody put a gun to your head and say, "Denounce Jesus," would you denounce Jesus because you want to live? It's, it's, Lou, cut them lights on because maybe they can't see. You know, you know, sometimes you're riding down the street and you're trying to find an address. You cut down the radio so you can pay it. Has anybody ever done I'm like, why do you cut down the radio so you can see? Anybody do, anybody do that? I'm like, what is wrong with you? What, why do you have to cut down the radio so you can see? 
Somebody say, so you can pay attention. But you, you, okay, that's a whole different subject. So we're at Acts what? 7 and 36. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. Who is, what are they talking about? Who's doing the talking? No, lies. Stephen. Stephen, who was one of the seven. He's given a history of what happened uh, he's, uh, before they end up stoning him and making up lies about him and they end up killing him. All right, so Stephen says, Moses brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. Everybody say 40 years. So, signs and wonders follow who? A sent one. We don't even have to go back to Moses. We can go to Jesus in the New Testament. Come on here. When Jesus walked the earth, the great, he is the chief apostle. Touch your neighbor and say, Jesus, he is the chief apostle. He is the chief apostle. He is the chief apostle of the church. When Jesus walked this earth, did he not have signs and wonders following him? So signs and wonders follow a who? Sent one. Touch your neighbor and say, you are a sent one. But ask him, where are your signs and wonders? <laughs> All right. Let's go to number six. Signs and wonders attract people. Lou, you got me sounding real good. I need to sound like this Sunday. Acts chapter 8, verse 13. Signs and wonders do what? Attract people. Acts 8, 13. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. And was amazed seeing what? Miracles and signs which were done. Everybody say Simon. Now, if you read this story about Simon, Simon was a witch doctor. He was a, 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 he practiced voodoo, and he was the chief. Everybody respected Simon in the city. But here comes Philip on the scene, operating in miracle signs and wonders, and it amazed him. He working for Satan, Philip is working for Jesus, and he's like, whoa. You got some ain't got. And it attracted him where he ended up getting saved. But as we read on down a little bit further, he got saved, but he wasn't delivered. Remember, Paul came on the scene. He was like, ooh, I want some of this. And Paul said, you and your money going to perish because you full of uh envy, you full of envy and you think you can buy this power 
touched the neighbor and said, you can't buy this power. You got to die for this power. Mm, wish I had a church up in here. Everybody say Philip. Philip. Now, Philip was not even an apostle. But he came from an apostolic house. Check it. He came from an apostolic house, did he not? Because he was one of the seven. Y'all must don't read your Bible. Somebody, one of the seven. He was one of the seven deacons that was chosen because the apostles didn't want to have to deal with all the foolery. And so they chose seven. And here comes Stephen. Stephen is one of the what? Y'all, maybe we need to have... Uh, might need to go back to uh, what we did in the Baptist church and in Kojic church. Uh, Baptist, we had BTU. And then in the Kojic church, we had YPWW. And we learned our Bible. Because a lot of y'all don't know the Bible stories. Uh, touch your neighbor and say, at least know the stories of the Bible. Okay, y'all got mad right there. That's okay. All right. So signs and wonders do what? They attract people. That's how Jesus, when Jesus was walking the earth, he always drew a crowd. Why? He didn't get on Facebook advertising his ministry. He didn't have to advertise. The signs and wonders and his teaching advertised for him. And the people saw it and people started advertising for Word of mouth. Touch your neighbor and say word of mouth. If Facebook shut down, how popular would your ministry be? Mm, I'm lost. I, I, wish, I wish I had a real church. To ask your neighbor, if Facebook shut down, if Twitter shut down, if Instagram, if Snapchat shut down, how popular would your ministry be? They would have to go back to work. Number seven, signs and wonders give testimony to God's word. Acts 14.3, let's look at it. Uh, what? <laughs> signs and wonders give testimony to God's word. Acts 14 and 3. When you have it, say Amen. Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and the Greeks, believed. Keep reading. What did I say, 14 and what? Oh, I read one, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let's keep on reading. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and what? Wonders to be done by their hands. Signs and wonders do what? They give testimony. 
That's why I'm, try, I, I am, I'm trying to teach here that if we're going to preach about it, we're going to demonstrate it. If you can't demonstrate it, don't teach it. If you're going to teach about healing, touch your neighbor said demonstrate it. If you're going to teach about deliverance, touch your neighbor said demonstrate it. If you're going to teach about signs and wonders, touch your neighbor said demonstrate it. Because as I said Sunday, nobody wants your Jesus if you're not going to demonstrate him. And we're living in a day and time that if the sent ones, if us as apostolic people, if we were really walking in signs and wonders, I can't hear nobody say nothing right there, the churches would be filled. And people would drop their... Let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but I've always been fascinated. I have always been fascinated by the supernatural. That's why people turn to black magic and black art and all that kind of stuff. Magicians. Y'all know there's this guy. There's this guy. I, I, I really think he's, he's great, but I really think he's the devil himself. David Blaine. David Blaine. He's fascinating. I mean, he can do, I mean, he can hold his breath in water for a long time. And, you know, I, I mean, he's just, it's, it's just fascinating, the, all of the stuff that he can do. And I'm just like, whoa. And so that type of stuff, the devil knows how to trick people with tricks. But if we had that same power in the church, do y'all know we can turn the world upside down if we had the true authentic power of the living God resonating on the inside of us? I can't hear nobody say nothing. What's wrong with the church? You don't believe the Bible. You know about Jesus, but do you believe him? Do you believe that what he says about himself in this word that we can do. Do you really believe that we can do it? That's the problem in the church. We have a low diet of Bible. We're full of everything else except Bible. We're full of theology, but do you have neology? Do you have relationship and not religion? Because people are looking for people who have relationship, not religion. Why y'all not talking back to me? Do you believe this Jesus? Do you really believe that he can do anything? I don't think we believe that. I was at, I was at the, uh, uh, I just left the rehab center to see my dad, and I'm just like, God, you can do anything. You can heal my dad. I believe it. I believe it. I believe. I believe you can heal his body. But will we demonstrate it? Will you go to your people? Now, now I told y'all, you know, my dad is missionary Baptist. Don't come in there speaking. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do it. Pastor Benson said, I was going to, you know, Go out there, you know, pray for daddy, but he kind of private. And I said, go out there, but don't you dare. He might come to his senses and tell you to get up on up out of here. <laughs> but the thing about it, uh, my parents, my stepmom and my dad, you know, 
because they know me as Tavares. That's all they see me as is Tavares. They don't see me as the sent one. And so when they don't recognize what's on you and because you, you are common to them, then the power that's on the inside of you cannot be released. Did not the Bible say Jesus could do very little miracles? Why? Because of unbelief. Because, oh, that's Mary's boy. Oh, that's, 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 that's Abra's boy. So, I believe that God can do anything. But because people become too common with you, it restricts the power of Jesus Christ on the inside of you to do what he needs. Oh, I, I wish I had a church. Touch a neighbor said, that, that, that's, that's, why, that's, why, that's why sometimes it, it's good to be, oh, I have to be careful how I say this. I don't know why I won't be careful, but I really don't care. That's why sometimes you have to steal away from family functions because people can get too common with your sin self. Well, let, let me move on. All right. Jesus' own brothers didn't, didn't believe in him until after he resurrected. And one of his brothers wrote, two of his brothers wrote a book of the Bible. Okay, y'all didn't know that either. All right. After he resurrected, they believed. If y'all read your Bibles one day and you do some history, if I ask you a question, who, was Je- who, who were two of Jesus' brothers that wrote, a, that wrote books in the Bible? So I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Everybody say apostolic draw. Say it one more time. Apostolic draw. One thing about you need to understand about the apostolic anointing is that, is that it has a drawing anointing. It draws people. Touch your neighbor said it draws people. It draws people. Let's look at John 6 and 44. I think that's right. Let's see. Oh, oh yes, Lord. My God today. That Bible says no one can come to me, this is Jesus talking, unless the Father who sent me. Who Jesus was sent. Did y'all read that? Jesus was sent. Come on, let's, let's read. He said, no one can come to me unless the Father. That's why I don't drag nobody to the altar that don't want to come. 
Y'all know how y'all do? Off the call. Come on. Repeat the Lord's prayer. Forgive me, Lord. You don't sound serious. Go on, sit down. <laughs> don't bring anybody to the altar. The Bible says no man can come to me except the spirit. Because you're bringing them in your own strength. And they might not even want to come. Now, if they ask you to go with them, that's a different thing. But you're just pulling them up because you want them to be saved. They might not even want to be saved. And so they didn't went through all this hickaming and all this kind of stuff. You didn't waste their time and your time. They don't even want Jesus. Because he ain't even drew them. You drew them. I lost. I wish I had a church right there. Touch your neighbor and say, don't, don't, don't you draw nobody. Let the, let the Holy Spirit. All right, let's read. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Everybody say a drawing anointing. People are attracted to the apostolic ministry. Why? Because of the Spirit of God, the preaching Power, signs, and wonders. The apostolic anointing is a gathering anointing. Everybody say a drawing and a gathering anointing. Jesus was sent as an, apost as an apostolic man, all right? He always drew crowds. Why? Because of the preaching. Now, well, we'll just say the teaching. We won't say preaching. Uh, Jesus was not uh, in the wilderness with the five fish and two loaves of bread hooping. He didn't have no microphone. And so he wasn't out there hooping with his robe on. Yeah, I'll say unto you, ha, come unto me, ha. All ye that are laden and heavy laden, I will. He wasn't doing all that. And so let me park right there. And so you pressure, our churches pressure people to have to perform to get you excited with a hoop. Give me content. Exegete and eisegete the text. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Save all that Greek and Hebrew, but also give me some demonstration. And if you want to add a little gravy with the hooping, I'll, I'll take that. But give me some content first. Don't leave Jonah in the belly of the well. <laughs> I was watching... Uh, I, I still got to, you know, I'm not in there no more, but I still, uh, I'm not in Church of God in Christ no more, but I, I still, you know, this is the Holy Convocation Week. And so I'm at work today at my desk. I'm, I'm listening to the Holy Convocation services going on. And nobody gets excited until... Uh, uh, Everybody stands up. 
Then they come and pat you. Ain't nothing wrong with the hoop. But give me some content. Touch your neighbor and say, give me content. Give me some demonstration. Uh, I wish I had a real church. I'm not against hooping because I can hoop myself. But I'd rather teach you. Okay. All right. Because a lot of y'all been hooped at and you still hoeing. You still masturbating without, with your dancing and hooping self. Why y'all, why y'all sitting there? You still watching porn? Ain't nobody, y'all ain't gonna say nothing right there. Why to get tight lip right there? You still drinking a little Cavassier? Can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Why y'all, why y'all not saying nothing? Why you, I wish I had a church. Come on here. Come on, uh, did, did all that hooping save you? No. All it did was tickle your behind. Tickle, tickle, and you're gonna tickle yourself right to hell. Let's look at Mark 4 and 1. Sure got quiet when the folks put their head down and got nervous. Asked them, when is the last time a hoop saved you and delivered you? It is the word of God that's going to save your soul. I can't hear nobody say that. Touch your neighbor and say, it is the word of God and the word of God only. Rightly dividing the word of God. Why? I'm not hearing nobody say that. Touch your neighbor and say, rightly dividing the word of God. That's going to save your soul. And again, he began to teach by the sea. Everybody say the sea. This is Jesus. Mark says, and again, he began to teach by the sea. And a small multitude, a great multitude was gathered to him. Touch your neighbor said, the apostolic draw is a gathering anointing. A great multitude was gathered to him so that he got, he had to, he, he had, this man had to get in a boat. He got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Did y'all hear that? This man had to get in a boat and teach the people from the sea. While they was on land listening. You got five followers on Facebook. And now you're an international prophet. I'm talking to you folks that's watching me on Facebook live. You won't go to school. I can't hear nobody say now that. You don't know Greek and Hebrew. You don't even know half the Bible. And you got an international ministry and got 12 followers on Facebook. And now you're an apostle. And half of you can't even spell apostle. Jesus had a multitude and had signs and wonders. You are up. You had one word that came to pass, and now you are a whole prophet. Can I get about a hundred words? Touch a neighbor and say, at least a hundred words that come to pass before you call yourself a prophet. 
Why y'all not talking to me? I feel this thing now. Mark chapter uh, 3. I ain't gotten mad now. Come on here. I'm sick of this foolishness. On, 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 just throw the whole social media in the trash. The apostolic, I'm talking about the apostolic draw. The apostolic, the, the, the ministry of the apostolic is a drawing and gathering anointing. Mark chapter 3, 7. Mark 3 and 7. When you have it, say amen. But Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea and a great multitude. Did y'all hear that? And a great multitude from Galilee followed him and from Judea. He was trying to have some time with his disciples. He couldn't even have time enough with his disciples for the multitude following him. Why? Because they were hungry. They were hungry. They were tired of religion. They were tired of going to the synagogue and these Pharisees and Sadducees, I can't hear nobody say nothing, wasn't doing nothing for them. All they were hearing was the law, 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 but they weren't seeing demonstration. Well, Acts chapter 2. Everybody say the apostolic draw. Acts chapter 2. When you have it, say amen. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I'm reading from the New King James. Get there. All right? And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's keep reading. I was going to mess with you, but I don't want to be petty. And then there were, listen, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem, what? Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Listen, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. Touch your neighbor said the apostolic draw. And they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. So you had 120 people speaking in tongues, in other tongues, let's get that correct, in other tongues, that, which means they, had, they, were, they were speaking a language they had no knowledge of, but was only given to them by the Holy Ghost. Keep reading. 
they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? They heard their, they heard their language from the 120. Such a neighbor said, they heard and they came because of the apostolic anointing that rested upon them. Because the Holy Spirit is also a sent one himself too. Such a neighbor said, the Holy Spirit is also sent. So the Holy Spirit is apostolic. Did not Jesus said, I'm going to send another one like me? Touch a neighbor said, the Holy Ghost is apostolic. <laughs> I wish I had a real church in here that knew your Bible. Touch your neighbor said, the Holy Spirit is also apostolic. Let's look at Acts 3. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. The apostolic. I'm trying to, if, if this church ever gets, gets it, that if we start being really totally sold out and believe the Bible and believe that this Holy Ghost that we got on the inside of us is more than you speaking in tongues and dancing. Because we have made in the Pentecostal church the Holy Ghost as all he does is help us. But them same tongues can't help you get out to bed with that person that don't belong in there. It's supposed to be you and Jesus in that bed. And you ain't married. What did I say? Acts 3. It's quiet up in here tonight. I should have been at the Holy Convocation preaching this. Maybe we get all of them saved. Mm, all right, I didn't like that either. Now, Peter and John, Acts 3 and 1, come on. Peter and John, I got two minutes, went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried when they had laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms. And fixing his eyes on them with John Peter, he said, uh, they said, look on us. So he gave them his attention. The man was already, he, he daily lived in expectation. I want you to understand that the expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. You got to always expect something. I had a church. Uh, uh, and Peter, Peter said, mm, I ain't got no money. But what I do have, I give you. Touch a neighbor said, it's in the name. Mm, Y'all going to catch it in a minute. Touch a neighbor said, it's in the name. Now, look at your neighbor that look like they half sleep. We are, we're getting ready to go before the cold front come. I know y'all worry about that cold front. That cold front ain't going to come delayed on tonight while y'all sleeping, snowing. Touch your neighbor. Come on, come on here. Touch your neighbor. Say, come on. Touch your neighbor. Say, it's in the name. It's in the name. 
I said, touch your neighbor and tell him it's in the name. It's in the name. What's the name? What's the name? What's the name? What's the, what's the name? What's the name? I, I wish I had about 12 people that would jump up and holler his name. It's something about the name. It's something about, come on. What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Mm, uh. Okay, y'all can sit down. That was making me nervous. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and, and then lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked in the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he that sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The same people that saw him laying there begging. Walking past him every day. Going into the church. No power. Didn't even... Offer the man no prayer. Just religious. Just going to church. This man sitting there. His life is the opposite of what that gate says. Beautiful. But guess what? They laid him daily at the gate call because maybe he thought if I keep laying here at the, he, was, he was getting prophesied to every day that if I may be this way right now, but if I keep looking at beautiful, my life will line up with what I see. Y'all forgot that. Y'all forgot in the Bible, in the book, in the book of Genesis. I, I told y'all about this a long time ago. If you keep focusing on something, if you keep putting something before your face, Sooner or later, you're going to take on that which you look at. You're going to produce that which you see. Remember I told you about the story when Jacob, he peeled the bark. And the goats would look at the peeled bark in the water trough. And they would mate in front of what they kept seeing. They were solids. They saw speckles. They produce what the I'm not going to catch it. My question is, what are you putting in your face every day? Because you're going to produce whatever's in your face. So if I keep putting this word before my face, sooner or later I'm going to take on the word. And I'm going to replicate the word. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Touch a neighbor and say, what's in your face every day? What do you keep? putting before your face every day is the social media where you're going to take on a social media lifestyle all my time is up got one more then I'm going to go Acts 5 14 through 16 then we're going home before that cold front comes. It's going to be 40 degrees in the morning. Yes. And raining. Make sure you put lotion on them ankles. And them elbows. Don't you walk out the house look like you've been dipped in flour. 
It's too cold for that. Touch your neighbor, say, put some lotion or some oils. Lady, she got some, you know, she got some, she can help you out. She got some body butter. In case your body is ashy. She can help you out. If y'all wear them flip-flops, at least get them toes right in between the toes. Get that. And them heels. Acts 5, y'all get me, y'all. I'm trying to help you. Around them toenails, them cuticles. I mean, she really hollering tonight. What'd I say? Five, 14 through 16. We'll read, let's go up to 12. I, I read this last, I don't know when I read it. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. I read that Sunday, I believe. Yet none of them dared. Re uh, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord's, uh, to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. So they, oh, here we go. So they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Did y'all hear that? They were all healed. Everybody say apostolic draw. Everybody say apostolic draw. The apostolic anointing draws and gathers people. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.